This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going down under and talking about Microsoft. Now it's looking to fill the void if Google does exit Australia. Honestly, it frustrates me how a lot of those companies, all tech companies tend to compete with one another. And just when one of them falls under the bus, they all just hop on and try to take his place. But coming up on the show as well, we're going to be talking about one of the biggest achievements that the UAE is looking to experience in exactly nine days. Or now is it eight? Eight days. <laughs> because the whole probe is going to be arriving to Mars. And we're going to be telling you about all the preparations and the updates that are taking place ahead of its arrival. Yes, and Spotify is patenting technology to recommend songs based on the speech and the emotion of users. So uh, if you talk today and you're a little <laughs> bit down, Spotify just might play a sad song for you or even a happy song to raise your mood. That's one piece of tech that I really want to try out. But coming up on the show as well, if you've ever faced or if you have been struggling with the issue of your iPhone not recognizing your face with a face mask on, iOS 14.5 may just solve this problem because we're going to be telling you about the latest update and how they are probably going to be using your Apple Watch to help give you a solution for this issue. Now on Future Talk, we have been talking about the future of transportation and mostly uh, trains and hyperloops and skypods. But today we're talking about the aircraft of the future, which is going to transform how we travel. Lots and lots is in store on today's show. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Big news is happening right here in the UAE because in exactly eight days, we are looking to achieve one of the biggest achievements when it comes to the space industry. The whole probe will be arriving to the red planet, our beloved Mars, and we're going to be telling you about the latest updates that are taking place within that probe. Yes, the probe's successful arrival to Mars will make the UAE the fifth nation in the world to reach the red planet after the United States, Soviet Union, China, and the European Space Agency, and even India. And it will be the third to actually make the feat from the first attempt. Now, besides the UAE's Hope Probe, China and the US are actually leading the exploration missions to also reach the red planet this month. So the Hope Probe won't be alone on the red planet. It will have some company. And as the countdown for the Hope Probe's arrival begins, the UAE leaders have invited the public across the region to go ahead and celebrate the historic mission that actually represents the Arab world's breakthrough in space exploration. We did talk about it on the show that this was actually the first time the countdown happened in Arabic. And it was a great honor for not just people living right here in the UAE, but across the Arab world as well. Yes, Sheikh Mohammed did stress that the probe does have a 50% chance of successfully entering Mars's orbit. But we have achieved 90% of our goals behind this historic project. So they're happy with whatever outcome they do come from the whole probe mission. Now, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed actually noted that we are proud of our people and we look forward to making a historic contribution to serve humanity. Again, this is a historic, historic moment and we are going to witness history, inshallah. Now, as the first Arab 
Arab country to do it, the first Muslim Arab uh, country to do it, is a very, very, very big achievement. Yes, indeed. And the Hope Probe will be arriving on the 9th of February at exactly 7.42 p.m. So make sure you mark your calendars and you bet we're going to be giving you exclusive coverage right here on Future Talk. Now, the Hope Probe definitely had a long journey and the most critical part of its mission will be taking place on the 9th because the spacecraft has to rapidly reduce its speed from 121,000 kilometers per hour to 18,000 kilometers per hour for the probe to be able to enter Mars's orbit safely. Upon arriving to Mars, it would have traveled 493 million kilometers in a seven-month journey since it launched on the 20th of July back in 2020. Yes, and it did actually launch from the Takashima Island in Japan. And the probe will provide the first ever complete picture of the Martian atmosphere. Now, the unmanned spacecraft will also explore the climatic climatic dynamics of the red planet in a daily and seasonal, seasonal time scales for a full Martian year, which is actually 687 Earth days, and also endeavor that has never been pursued in any previous mission. So not only are they doing the first as an Arab country and a Muslim country, but also doing things that no other than the, the other countries have done. Yes, indeed. And all of this information that we're going to be getting about surface of Mars will be able to help us to understand our planet Earth a lot better because we're going to be observing the weather phenomena in Mars, the massive famous dust storms that are known to basically engulf the red planet. And this is going to teach us a lot about how to deal with planet Earth. But also, mm. all of this information will be available for researchers mm. for free at no yes. cost whatsoever. And actually, it will send back only 1,000 gigabytes of new Mars data. So look at that. I believe that's one terabyte. Yes. So you're having one terabyte of data being sent to all anyone and anyone in the whole entire world for free and giving back to humanity. So it is really a historic mission for the UAE. Yes, indeed. Lots and lots is in store right here on the show. And with this whole probe, we'll definitely keep you updated. But, but coming up, we're going to be talking all about Microsoft looking to fill the void if Google decides to exit Australia. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Microsoft is looking to fill the void if Google does exit Australia. Now, we do know that Google is having a little bit of a problem when it does come to Australia. <laughs> and we're looking at a potential threat that Google might be not be able to work in Australia and you won't be able to search anything using Google. And this is where Microsoft actually comes to the rescue. Says, hey, listen, remember about your little friend Bing? <laughs> well, he does work in Australia. Now, the software giant is confident in its search engine Bing can fill the app if Google does pull key services. Now, what do you think about that, Omnia? Uh, I can't imagine looking up Bing instead of looking up Google. And I would feel very sorry for everyone living in Australia. No offense to Bing, but I do feel like Google. There's just no, competi no competition when it comes between Google and Bing. But in Australia, did introduce a lot of laws that were basically forcing Google and different social media platforms, specifically Facebook, to negotiate payments to domestic media outlets whose content would link to basically drive traffic to their platforms. But the big technology firms, all of them have actually called the laws unworkable and said last month that would they would basically be withdrawing key services from Australia if these regulations were actually implemented. So 
Australia is the person or is the country that actually started out this big mm-hmm. issue. And I won't be surprised if actually Google withdraws its services from Australia. Now, Google's uh, search engine actually has 94% of the country's search market. Well, so we're looking at a big percent of uh, no more searching in Australia. Now, it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird now that we're looking at big social media giants uh, kind of uh, going head to head with governments Revolting. now. Yes. Going head to head with governments. Hey, you don't like it? Okay, it's fine. I'll take away all my services, and now you can't use Google. Specifically Facebook, because it started out with Apple. They are actually considering removing Facebook altogether from iOS devices. Mm, And mm, now mm. it's looking to actually not operate at all in Australia. Is it going to become the next China? So so what we're looking at here is that now a lot of social media, social giants, in in general, big tech giant companies, have so much leisure and leverage over these countries and these governments and one another that now they're kind of playing the game. Well, if you don't like it, well, you, you don't use it. And we'll take, you know what? We'll take it away from you. You don't even have to not use it. We'll take it away from you. And we're saying that with Google and Australia. We've seen it with Facebook and Apple. And uh, I mean, it's kind of weird now how big of an influence Google mm. and Microsoft have. Now, in, in retrospect, if you look at it, well, Google's uh, Google's net worth is, 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 has, the, has the profit or, or uh, how, how can I say it? It it's, has the budget of a, of a government. Exactly. Of a and, country. And when you look at it, Google doesn't need Australia or the Australian citizens. But Australian citizens are the ones who need Google. Because yes. at the end of the day, you, you know, you're looking at Google operating in basically every country possible. I think except China. China does not have Google. They have their own version yes. of censored Google. So... One extra country without Google is not much of a difference for the company itself. Yes, and actually, uh, they do want him to have a meeting with uh, Facebook chief executive Mark Zuckerberg, and they have requested a meeting over the law, but they are saying that they would not back down on the change. So Australia will stand its line against these two social media gi- giants. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. But I want to give a quick shout-out <laughs> to Mario. Our own Super Mario, who's behind all of the videos that you find of Future Talk and every other show on Pulse95 that are being uploaded on YouTube every single day. Yes, hope you do get better, Mario. Inshallah, you come back stronger and better. It is a, just a small speed bump in your journey to becoming the Super Super Mario. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show, we still have lots in store for all of you because we're going to be talking about Spotify. Basically, knowing your emotions, even if you choose not to tell anyone, and the technology will play music according to your mood. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. How many times do you get into your car or you're out on a walk? enjoying some music but you just wish there was music that could fit your mood and a lot of the times we would personally play music that would either reflect how we're feeling if we're feeling happy it's happy music if we're feeling sad it's sad music but what if i could what if i told you that spotify is working on a technology that could recommend songs based on your speech and your emotions yes the music streaming company spotify has actually been patented for technology that aims to interpret the speech and background noise of users in order to better manage the music it serves. Now, you're probably wondering, Hani, why is it important? Well, in addition to being a little weird and invasive, the, the technology is an example of a future trend in computers emotion recognition now emotion recognition is not a new piece of tech but it's definitely one that we've been finding on the rise the most latest or the latest one of them all has been 
the Fitbit, the Fitbit that was released, I think, by Amazon, that could actually measure your stress levels, know exactly how stressed you are, and even suggest different things that you could do to lower down your stress. And, mm. you know, news about it went viral. Everyone was interested because it's an amazing piece of tech. But nowadays, music stores worldwide have been excited for this new patent that Spotify is working on. It filed it back in February of 2018, and it was actually granted this month a patent that would actually use speech recognition to determine your emotional state, your gender, your age, and your accent, which are all characteristics that can then be used to recommend content that would fit your mood. Now, how it works, according to the patented application, the company is developing technology that can extract annotation, tension, rhythm, and similar units of speech that can detect and categorize a speaker's emotional state. Now, in conjunction with other data from a user's listening history and previous requests, appropriate music can be recommended or played. Now, I'm looking at this, Omnia, from a privacy perspective. Okay. Privacy perspective. How is it safe? Now, obviously, your Mm. phone is going to have that microphone on so they can understand how you sound like from your speech and understand if you're distressed happy or sad but that doesn't mean that they have to have the microphone on at all times so you know how you would let's say still it's it's it's, it's let me tell you it can you. be activated whenever they want to no it is activated when you ask okay so let's say with siri when you ask siri to set up an alarm your voice will have a certain rhythm to it a certain mm. you know you would have a certain tone if you're not in the mood you would sound like you're not in the mood and i think this is what spotify would mm. pick up on and based on how you request a certain song or a certain action then they would go ahead and recommend certain songs for you so you think that you can say hey spotify play me a song yeah and based on that tone in your voice because again it has certain markers that it's looking at so it's using uh, emotion detection technology so it would pick up on certain pitches in your voice so if you're happy you know my pitch would be so high if i'm sad then my pitch would be way too low Yes, but at the same time, uh, I don't believe that uh, Amazon or any kind of uh, uh, home speaker uh, mm. would have that technology in collaboration with Spotify because, again, it's going through. No, it's, not, it's going through. Yeah. Am- so, I have Spotify right now, Mia. Okay. I can't just say, "Hey, Spotify, yeah. play me a song." Yeah. I have to go, "Hey, Alexa, play me a song." True. And then I think that has to go through a different type of uh, virtual uh, assistant. Yes. It goes from Alexa all the way to Spotify. So I think it needs to be working with both. That's why mm. I believe that the phone will be have having the microphone on either all the time or whenever Spotify requests it. But then that causes that's a why, lot that's, of people that's to why fl- I'm telling you the privacy. And I don't it's also, think it'll fly though. It's, it's also mm. looking at uh, the background in general, what kind of background environment you're in. Hmm. See the question that comes think, to mind. But no, but I don't think this patent would go through if that's the case. Because you can patent it, but you don't. No, remember with Facebook. Oh, okay, yeah, I get you. But remember with Facebook when it first, I think there was a certain feature that came out that would have required the microphone or the video or certain certain accessibility to something, and they basically rejected it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, still, I mean, they can patent it. They probably use it for their own personal True. use. Yeah. But uh, we don't know yet. But we I guess want to hear from everyone else, though. I guess. Yes, we <laughs> want to ask everyone uh, who's listening, tuning in. Four two one five. Do a slot. Or on Instagram, at Pulse95 Radio. What do you think about 
Spotify listening into your conversations or listening into your speech of tone or tone of speech so they can play a correct song for you based on your mood. Let us know your thoughts and join the conversation. Coming up, we still have lots in store on the show. We're going to be talking about Apple creating a solution for the well-known issue of not recognizing your face when you have a face mask on. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? We're talking about iOS 14.5 and how, how it's trying to solve the face IDs mask problem with none other than your Apple Watch. Now, the app tracking transparency controls are also in iOS 14.5, which is in beta today. Now, we're looking at a big problem with facial ID ever since the coronavirus pandemic as a lot of people and actually everyone is wearing a mask and we're having kind of a problem when we're out and about and trying to use our phones but we have to kind of sometimes I do it I'll be I'm guilty I'll put down and let my my camera see my phone my my nose so I can unlock it and uh, it is kind of a hassle especially when you're in a crowded area and you're trying to unlock your phone you need to open it really quick but now Apple wants to use your Apple watch to open your phone. It's just it's just unpractical in the day and age that we're living in. Everyone is wearing a face mask and people are just reaching out to enter their passcode instead of using their face ID. But now with the brand new update with the Apple Watch, we may just get a solution for this issue. So the iOS 14.5 update is only available in beta version. So Hani is a beta tester. He would have access to it and you can actually sign up to be a beta tester on Apple's uh, website. But this will basically mean that once you download this update, you can use the Apple Watch on your wrist to quickly authenticate and unlock your iPhone. This is a very similar feature to what you would see with the newest or the latest MacBook Pros because the minute you open the MacBook Pro and your Apple Watch is on your wrist, the laptop would open immediately. So. Does this mean that we're getting the similar feature on your iPhone? Yes, indeed, because this is a very convenient trick that will be also convenient for all those who have an iPhone. Yes, it's very convenient. Uh, speaking with myself, actually, right now, uh, when I open my laptop, as I don't have to enter my password, no touch ID, nothing. My Apple Watch automatically synchronizes with my MacBook. And it and vibrates a bit. It vibrates. So it will work similarly here. Now, you will lift your iPhone to turn on the screen and you'll feel a little nudge of haptic feedback on your Apple Watch to actually indicate that your iPhone has been unlocked. Now, these devices actually have to be in close proximity for this to work in the first place, which is a measure to keep your data secure. But if the Apple Watch is locked, this won't work either. And this Apple Watch shortcut is only good for unlocking your iPhone. App Store and iTunes, iTunes purchases will still require authentication if your face is covered now i do hope this is also uh, this also works with apple pay mm. because uh, apple pay you just double click yeah. and you're good to go i do hope that uh, you need to have that facial recognition and as a final security check you'll be, you'll still need to be asked to put your passcode every few hours even when to unlock with apple watch is enabled which we're looking at how they're taking all precautions to keep our data and our phones safe. For those of you who do not own an Apple Watch, because um, a lot of people may be thinking, you know, anyone could wear the watch and basically unlock my iPhone, but the watch will not allow, it won't even open except to the passcode unless the person who owns the watch is wearing it. So this feature is very reliable for Mac users and it's proving to be the same way 
for iPhone users as well. It will still take some testing to see whether Apple has made it a bit more seamless on the iPhone, which people would go ahead and unlock basically a lot of the times throughout the day. Your phone mm. is in your hands at all times. Uh, Android has actually offered a similar benefit for some time now via the smart, looks, smart lock setting on their devices. Yes, and also we're looking at Apple, how it's also considering to moving an in-screen fingerprint reader to complement the Face ID for the iPhone 13. Now, Omni and I did talk about it yesterday, and uh, we're seeing that all uh, Apple in general and all major uh, smartphone manufacturers are now catering to the coronavirus pandemic with their products because, again, we kind of thought that fingerprint sensors were long and gone, but now they're coming back and making a comeback in 2021 because of the COVID-19 pandemic. I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, would you rather have your Apple Watch unlock your phone or would you want that uh, in-screen fingerprint reader to unlock your phone? I'm very excited about the iOS 14.5 and I can't wait for everyone to get it publicly because right now it's only in the beta version. But many companies like Facebook aren't really happy about it because of all the app tracking transparency controls that Apple is also introducing to make sure that our privacy is is not being breached. Let us know your thoughts. Our text lines are always open. 4215, do it this or sign into our DMs at Pulse95. But coming up is the very interesting story all about the aircraft of the future. Don't you just miss traveling without face masks, without gloves, without anything? Yes, I do miss going uh, through Mamar Saada. Yes. The hallway <laughs> of happiness or the passage of happiness, which is that... Uh, that uh, the, the the runway from the airport to the airplane, but uh, right here on Future Talk, we've been talking about the future of transportation a lot, whether it's uh, Skyway or the Sky Pods or even uh, the Hyperloop. Hyperloop. Yeah. But now we're talking about the aircraft of the future and how it's going to transform how we travel. Pulse ninety five. Check this out. Check this out. Good afternoon, you're about to board the Future Talk Airways. We're talking about, that was my uh, pilot uh, impersonation. <laughs> Am I a good pilot? You know what? It reminded me of, uh, I don't know, I remember I watched a funny video about how you never understand anything. Did you understand it though? Barely. Uh, you want me to do it again? Yes. <laughs> good afternoon, welcome to Future Talk Airways. We're talking about... Honestly, I would take you, you, that you, voice you, over just not traveling. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're talking about the aircraft of the future and how it's going to transform how we travel. Now, just making the impersonation, Omnia, kind of reminded me or kind of gave me a feeling of nostalgia when I would get into an airplane. Now, you actually went on an airplane uh, fairly recently. Fairly recently. And let me tell you, I clapped when we landed. You clapped. You're that type of person, Omnia. No, I wasn't, but I promised myself. If traveling resumed after Corona or within Corona, I'm still I'm still going to feel grateful for every moment, even th- living through all those safety precautions that they talk about that mm. I almost mm. always sleep mm. through. I was awake and ready to hear all of them. <laughs> now, let's talk about the future of Airways <laughs> Omnia. Now, we're talking about a sleek electric plane that could, be, could become part of everyday life in the future after being tipped for use by police taxis, ambulance services, as well as search and rescue teams. And now we're talking about an electric aircraft that can take off like a helicopter and land like a plane on runways as short as 100 meters. Now, a Swiss company is actually behind the sleek design of the electric aircraft, and it's named Manta. Now, the company is basically looking at creating 
just like you mentioned, Hani, it's a mashup between a helicopter and a plane, giving it the best of both worlds. But it also comes with single and double seat configurations. Now, the aircraft is known as the AN-1 if you choose to have the single seater and AN-2 if you want the two seater. And you're basically looking at being able to cruise just under 300 kilometers per hour and at a range of more than 600 kilometers. Now, the N1 is actually designed for personal mobility, and it was described as a racer craft that even offered extreme performance. Now, Manta has also designed the range with a view to the N planes, becoming widely used as a shuttlecraft to and from super yachts. So we're looking at this <laughs> as for obviously the super rich because the only Luxury, people that can yeah. get their hands on a super yacht are the super rich. Now, they has already equipped with small fuel-driven generators that do create electricity to make the batteries last longer and speed up the charging process. Now, the plant is still in the testing phase with the public even given a taste of what it is to expect from a three-meter scale model. Now, looking at the plane, Omnia, let it me tell you. It is so sleek. <laughs> it is sleek. It looks very expensive. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, going to work in this plane. Now, uh, I You wouldn't mind? I wouldn't mind at all. I mean, uh, let's uh, say traveling to and from using this electric plane. Now, the thing is, uh, the super rich and someone obviously needs to know how to operate this thing. Because yeah. we're talking about a single use as well. Obviously, you're not going to have a pilot on standby all the time. Mm. Just wait. Well, if you're rich, you will have a st pilot st on standby. But, but then you'd have the two-seater. Yeah, going for that personal transport. I mean, uh, having uh, the, the, the knowledge to use an electric plane like this obviously does come uh, with buying in a plane like this. Yeah, and at the same time, when you look at it, it's also going to be very helpful for... Just like we mentioned, police, emergency service uh, services for even rescue missions because a plane this fast that can land so smoothly and take off pretty quickly will mean that people's lives are going to be saved at a much faster pace. But we want to hear from all of you. What are your thoughts? Would you like an electric plane just like this one to become a part of your everyday life? And do you envision a future where people no longer use cars to operate, to go to work, to come mm -hmm. back from work? Because nowadays we're seeing skypods, so hanging cars, so who knows? Now, uh, I love the idea of uh, electric car, electric planes, actually, but okay. I do want uh, flying cars as mm. soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, that is the future. Let's let's be honest. Now, electric planes, yeah, they sound awesome, but obviously, uh, who has so much money to buy planes? Not me and not you, Omni, and not probably most of the people listening, but... I mean, we're looking at uh, the future is electric vehicles and we're looking at the future of maybe electric flying vehicles. And that is what I'm looking forward the most. And I'm actually putting my trust into none other than Elon Musk, the, the owner of Tesla, <laughs> to make that come true. But again, we want to know you guys' thoughts. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Do you want an electric plane? Or an electric car that flies. Oh, so flying cars versus electric planes. That's a nice discussion. I think I'd go for the flying cars as well. I mean, flying cars, I mean, it, it's cheaper. That's number one. Yeah. And, and they can operate on land as well as up in the sky. Yes, I mean, all terrain. 4215. But ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk Airways. You have now reached your destination. <laughs> uh, you'll see the stewardess come out to you and get your baggage. Please stay in line. You'd make ladies. a good pilot. Uh, I mean, uh, you got the voice. All you have, all that's left is just. The I got the mumbling. Yeah. It does sound like mumbling. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's kind of weird, Omnia. I mean, you're going into a seven hundred million dollar plane, five hundred million dollar plane, but the microphones are bad. 
I don't think they're bad. It's just the people are talking in a rush. Talking in a rush or probably, I mean, I, I'd like to think that the quality is not that good. But uh, we're going to jump in our airplane and go all the way to space. But we're going to leave you with the dream team. Afternoon, Karak Makir, Atle, and Aisha Mazmi to give you everything in the entertainment world. And let's say they also have a lot to share with you about what's happening in pop culture. So make sure you stay tuned for their show. It's going to be kicking off from 4 to 5 p.m. We want to wish you a blessed afternoon. Stay safe, stay blessed, and catch us tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. I love this song. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.